Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. We're really having to examine, especially 2020 was really forcing people to examine, what are we doing here? What is my life worth? What is this like career path I'm on? So what am I supposed to be doing with my life, right? Or even as simple as, wait a second, now I don't have all the trappings that I thought I did. Mm -hmm. Is this what I really want? Mm -hmm. And is this who I really want to be? We've been forced to really examine why am I here? It's interesting when you say that because I felt that way, right? Mm -hmm. Like I felt from when I was young, I'm here to do something. Mm -hmm. That's why I... You know, I worked in domestic violence. That's why I lobbied to change a law. Mm-hmm. That's why I did. That's all... why you pursued law, or one yeah, of the reasons, yeah. right? Because it felt like justice, right? And then <laughs> it just felt awful. <laughs> it just felt like a lot of words that weren't really doing anything, you know. And even with my business and everything, it's always been like, all right, how are we going to break the mold? How mm-hmm. are we going to make people's like the idea that anyone's in pain really hurts me? Mm-hmm. I want to help everyone, so I've known that, you know, my whole life. Yeah. And obviously, in many ways, one could argue that what we're doing now is definitely another facet of that. Yes. Because you don't go into it for the accolades or the validation. I do it because I don't have a choice. You do it because you always wanted to do it. It felt right. Even if you couldn't justify it or explain it, you weren't looking for applause when you made the decision to do it. Listen, it doesn't feel sacrificial. It never felt sacrificial because I'm doing what I want to do exactly so in doing what i want to do i'm not sacrificing anything right because the moment something becomes sacrifice becomes ego driven exactly and i'm not doing that and when right. we say ego driven is i sacrifice me for you yeah. so that you give me something or even if i just have this you know this personal validation that i've done something worthwhile by sacrificing myself again that's still ego exactly mm-hmm. The best way to describe it, I would say, is that you really want to build a house. You want to live in this house. You want to raise, you put your life in this house, but mm-hmm. there are no builders around. So every day you have to make the bricks and you have to lay the foundations and you've got to create the cement and you've got to do it. So it's really hard, yeah. but you want to do it because you want to live in the house. Yes. And every time you put a brick in, it feels good to put the brick in. Yes. But doing it all is really hard. And at the end of the day, when you have this house, It's not like everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, what an amazing house. It's just a fucking house, but it's your house. Yes. It is hard to go dark. It Mm -hmm. is hard to face your fears. It's hard to stay your demons. It's hard Mm -hmm. to overcome your karma. It's hard to find out what you love and how you're going to follow it. Because once you even then do that and you transcended your crap and you know who you are and you make choices from that space, you're still living in a world where not everyone else is. So most everyone around you is not right. So most you can do is that you're you're not sacrificing because you're actually doing the opposite, right? Then by following everyone else, you would be sacrificing. So you don't use stick to who you are Mm -hmm. but in doing so you aren't like everyone else anymore and that's even harder it is so so challenging when that happens and the moment you've done yours like the moment you've done your bit right where like you said you've burned out your karma and stuff you you then you're holding space for other people to do the same yeah and you're still and it becomes a waiting game as well becoming conscious is the work developing higher consciousness is even more work but living unconsciously is not living. Talking about purpose and the reason why we all have the same purpose, which is we're here to serve, is any of us who are in body in this lifetime share that purpose because we're here to effectively move from separation to oneness or 
third dimensional consciousness to fifth dimensional consciousness, which we've discussed in previous episodes, is the purpose of our lifetime and the lifetime of the next four generations in order to firmly embed oneness consciousness, which is that we are and everything around us is an expression of the divine. That's really what oneness is. Or that you and I are just one in the same, however you want to see it. But since 2012, we really have been working actively towards transcending our karma. Is that even subconsciously? Because it's just all blowing up in our faces. Yeah. So that we have to deal with it. Yes. So it's not necessary like you wake up one morning and go, I'm going to transcend my karma. It's more, okay, everything's gone to shit, so I have to deal with it. Exactly. So even if I didn't think that I would ever get around to in this lifetime, because I've just, you know, I have this cush job, life's fine. That's why our world has just been turned upside down, because we have to face it. We have to come to terms with our karma and see it for what it is. From my experience is that it really has to be a step by step and quite a deliberate move. So at the beginning, when everything falls apart, you're just dealing with it, you're just firefighting almost. Mm -hmm. But then when you choose to actually change something, that's quite a deliberate choice. Yes, absolutely. Because when you're operating out of your karma, you're very much in a fight or flight mode all the time. And so the moment we start to really burn out our karma is the moment we almost are, you know, we're forced to stand still and confront it and recognize the fear and burn it out. But I remember years ago, Ellen describing mission as your sweet spot. How is mission different from purpose then? So mission is about either bringing third dimensional consciousness into fifth dimensional consciousness or bringing fifth dimensional consciousness to third dimensional consciousness. Okay, you need to explain both. (laughs) Because I actually remember when you told me this two years ago, I looked at you blankly. So it's good. But you figured it out. Yes, now I understand. (laughs) So you can explain it because you're better at explaining these things now. Well, effectively, it's can we go from separation into oneness? Yeah. Are we helping shape consciousness around that? Where, hey, you live in separation. Why don't you consider there's something called oneness? Mm -hmm. Or do we come from a place of oneness in our practice? And do we bring that into separation? Can you be both? No. Okay. So we're not meant to be super lofty. Even if we're 5D to 3D, mission work isn't necessarily about being lofty about it. So from what I understand, your purpose is to be fully you, right? No yeah. other way of explaining it. And that expression of you serves, serves the collective. Serves the collective because if you're fully you, you can. someone else will be fully them. Mm-hmm. And But then once we're all fully ourselves, we can yes. also see that we all come from one place. Right. But it doesn't mean that you have to be... A pro bono lawyer. No, it, you it can just, you can do whatever. You could be a stripper. It doesn't matter. As long as you are being yes. fully you, it doesn't really matter what you're exactly. doing and how you're doing it. That is perfect. Exactly. And then once you see you're perfect being fully you, you allow the people to be perfect being fully them. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, by some weirdness that I can't explain, you start seeing that we're all one. <laughs> it's the easiest way for me to explain it. Yeah. Whereas mission is different than purpose because... They're here to facilitate the jump as well. Like, so there's in, they're here to help people move through their karma. Mm -hmm. They're here to help people be fully them Mm -hmm. so that they're here to help people see that their other people are fully themselves or all the rest and follow that process. Because the more fully you are yourself, the more you give space again for people to be fully themselves. And that's how oneness comes about, right? It's, it's not, there's no magical Mm -hmm. formula. No. 
right between yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. So then mission is literally just those people mm-hmm. who, in being fully them, are helping other people be fully them too. Yes, but understand that the difference is really what allows us to experience oneness and often through spirit. Doesn't mean that to be on mission, you have to be spiritual at all, but that there is a component of spirit in it that helps facilitate oneness like that. Okay. Yeah. So does that mean that most mission people are really famous? No, most are not. You do have some who have a big platform, either are on the national or global stage. The reality is that most mission people, much like Ellen, where most people may not have ever heard of her, remain a bit underground. Is that going to be forever? For some, it will be. For some, that's how, that is the only way in which that they can conduct their mission is privately, either because they're doing some really, really, really big energy work. And so they don't need the, they don't need the attention. They don't need the distraction. There are some who are going to be much more community focused. And so again, they don't need a bigger platform than what they have because it doesn't help people to be in the public eye and to be able to work in spirit. I mean, it's becoming more common to be out there now as we've seen, but the world is still not fully ready. Well, I can imagine if everyone's flinging their shit everywhere and they're flinging it on you and you're only human and you're trying to remain who you are, mm-hmm. you're not, you can't help but be influenced if a, a million people are telling you that you're wrong every day. Yeah. It's or impossible. Or that you don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it makes sense that actually sometimes you've got to really find that inner strength in who you are. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can go out and have this shit flung at you. But if not, it's just going to knock you off course. And you might just end up also carrying some of their shit as your shit. Completely. That makes sense. It does. And the reality is that unless we've transcended our own karma, or we've been able to exist without it long enough to understand what that looks like, to not have a single ounce of ego that informs our relationships or what we're putting out there, or so long as we have even an ounce of fear informing how we do things or why we do them, then we can't possibly be exercising our mission fully. It is hard. It takes all of you your entire being, like all of your bodies from your physical body. I mean, God knows, like our lives become yeah. mi- the mission. Because it feels like... And mission becomes us, right? Yeah. It's one and the same. Every aspect of my life mm-hmm. is impacted by this all the time. Yeah. And so it makes it really difficult. And I have to say, there have been times where I wanted to stop. Yeah. And it wasn't just stop the work. It wasn't just stop doing this. It was just, I can't but do this in this life. Mm-hmm but I don't want to do this. Yeah. So I'm just out of this life. Yeah. Like those were my options mm-hmm. and that's where I was. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've been a lot. And so it is, and it can drive you to the point of mad. I felt like I was going mad. Mission work can only be motivated by love, not by ego. Because if we associate it with loss as ego would, right? Because ego would tell us it's not worth it. But when we come at it from a place of love, as in I love myself enough I experience enough joy from this that I have to keep doing this. Not doing this makes my life feel empty or I feel missionless and purposeless. Yeah. Then you know, then you really do know. Most people who really are on mission are motivated to do it to such a degree that it would be miserable not to do it. Yeah. And they're all over the world. They make up a very small portion of our world's population, 
But again, that's enough because there are a lot of people whose purpose is to support that mission work. How do you know if you're on mission or it's just your purpose to help people on mission? And does it matter? I was going to say, first of all, it doesn't really matter. Trying to make that distinction or where we say, well, I must be mission or I must be purpose is very ego driven. But the reason we needed to record this episode and share this information was really for those who have a sense that there's something more than just, you know, oh, I've got to just do this kind of one job, but I don't really know why that's coming because the reality is that a lot of people have not yet woken up to their missions. That's why the numbers are so low. The ante got raised. 2020 raised the ante on all of it, right? Coronavirus, the lockdowns, how people responded, all the, the karmic game. It all made it a shit ton harder, right? Because that meant that the fear was not only surfaced, but not being dealt with or given so much room that it then pervaded people's lives, their daily lives, right? That they got kicked back into survival mode, that they couldn't really then work on elevating their consciousness when all they're worried about is how much toilet paper do I need to buy? But again, so on the whole guidance, Mm. and I mean the larger guidance, right? Those really looking after people's well-being. Oh, really? They're those as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, are they, they're not in our guidance? No, no, it would not be the same. They're but collective guides? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they must be fucking you could, tired. <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> Only they got tired. <laughs> but as we mentioned in episode eight of this season, we are existing in a dark age right now because there is so much fear, right? There is so much shame. There is so much guilt that it is like... We're, we're up against it right now more than we are feeling supported. And so for those who've made it their primary function to perpetuate separation, because are they we doing, are they doing it too well? <laughs> no, we wouldn't say that, but they've done it quite well. And the reason why they've done it so well is because we haven't transcended our karma enough to get to a place where they've been rendered obsolete. Because that's effectively the point is that they hold enough separation for people to wake up to the separation and choose oneness. So the moment people make the choice towards oneness is then when those who uphold separation become pointless. At some point, we're all making choices that our freedom, our self-worth, our happiness, our love is more important than our fear and our ego. Mm -hmm. That's what we've taught for nearly five seasons now, right? And the more people do that, the more we will make the pandemic of fear obsolete. Mm -hmm. Because it'll be like, well, you could be scared, but fear is just keeping you small, so I'm just going to do something else. Mm -hmm. Like, fighting that fear and transcending it will become commonplace. But until then, it's a bit shitty because we're all kind of living just in this darkness. <laughs> Fuck the separation. We're just not going to take it. We're just going to live normally yeah. because if we, unless I am who I am, mm-hmm. then I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And that is a risk worth taking. And I don't know how to say it any other way than that. I think you said it perfectly. 
I think for anyone who feels they have a purpose or a mission or something to do here that's not just, you know, getting coffee in the morning, going to work, going home and going to sleep and doing the same thing the next day, is that when the world isn't helping, every time you try and choose yourself, it pushes you back Mm -hmm. and you get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to keep the light aflame. So long as this dark age continues to pervade consciousness, then there will be a struggle because it's active. It's a concerted effort on the part of the dark to consume the light. Who's promoting freedom? Who's promoting fear? Exactly. It's very simple. It's just what you ask yourself. Am I able to live as I need to live or somebody trying to get me to live some other way? Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.